wherever you are in this world today. This is not an AA meeting. This is one member's take on the exact nature of the wrongs as expressed on page 64 of the AA book book and the solutions of the 12 steps. This meeting is being recorded and it's also being streamed live on Facebook. This is not an all share meeting, whether it's a question and answer for Paul on his take on the 12 steps. For details on Paul's events and his story, you can go to his website at zenbitchslap.com and there you'll find books on his story under arrest. You'll find t-shirts, past events, videos, and check out his website, zenbitchslap.com. Today, we're gonna to start out with a reading today. Paul, we have a reading. If, we, um, if you have your book available, we're gonna to go to page 76 at the top of the page. And we're gonna just, uh, we're gonna go with the first two paragraphs of that page. And it goes like this. If we can answer to our satisfaction, then we look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all things which we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them away, everyone? If we still cling to something we will not let go, we ask God to help us be willing. When ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from, from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then now completed step seven. All right, Paul, that's our reading for today. And um, hopefully we have a good meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Paul Alcoholic, uh, hello, everybody. Yeah, the this is step six and seven. And the first line, if we can answer to our satisfaction, that's looking at the, the five, the first four steps. Do we feel like we've done our best with them? And then if we have, then we're, we've done, this is right after we've shared it, the fourth step with someone. So we've now, we've done the best we could from one to five. And then we bring this, we're now at six and seven, which is a formal uh, activity that's going to be uh, lived and relived many, many times, hopefully. Because in the, uh, a vision for us, it says, this power is gonna constantly reveal to us a lot of stuff. And a lot of the stuff it reveals in my experience was uh, of the disease, so to speak. So of the disease, not of me, but of the disease and recognizing, let's say these, <coughs> what was left behind by the act of alcoholism and addiction and what was underneath all that stuff uh, now gets, comes under review. And uh, I just, I love the whole theme of recovery because it's a reliance on something greater than ourselves program, not a self-reliance program. And I feel that's in incredibly important in my view because uh, it was in admitting that I'm overmatched or outmatched that allowed, that's allows the, uh, living life successfully. It's a recognition that uh, self can't get out of self shows me a possibility before all of that activity, which is I maybe I'm not in self. <laughs> 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 
that, and maybe that's why I've never been successful getting out of self because I was never in self to begin with, which was the assumption my life seemed to be based on, that I was a self and I wanted to get out of it. <laughs> and man, I was hell-bent on getting out of it and it was never successful. And all the while, based on the lack of success, there was more blame and guilt and feeling of inadequacy than ever. And so self just piled on, uh, <laughs> on my failures of getting out of self, not realizing that the root of the problem is an act of being identified as. That's the real root. That's why the statement self can't get out of self is the statement self can't get out of self. I'm in the act of being identified as self when I'm trying to get out of self. Therefore, self tries to get out of self is just more self. It's just sort of the same thing. There's an act of being identified with that which is playing God, and then that which is playing God hears it's got to quit playing God, sets out on a course to quit playing God, which is only more playing God. I mean, how can you, <laughs> how can you get out of it based on being in it? Yeah. So the whole point of how does there, how is there a quitting playing God is seeing you're not that which is playing God. It's seeing you're not that which is playing God. So we, I feel, as God in a sense, as that God juice, break off the uh, addiction to self through identification and we stop giving our godlike juice over to the mental state because the mental state has been using that godlike juice to play god with us so <laughs> uh, so step six and seven have been the most active steps in a way for years you know because as more gets revealed i bring whatever is revealed into that light of six and seven and then, remember, this is the theme. It talks about this a lot of ways. We are now ready to let God, to let God. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So we're not letting something do something by letting something else do something. Yeah? By letting the disease play God, we're not letting God. Yeah. Hmm. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things? So God is capable, obviously, it's implying, and, and is willing, I guess, but there's a certain permission or an allowance that we play a role of. And if we're not allowing it to remove these things, uh, the other God is going to keep enhancing those things. <laughs> So, are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them all, every one? Yeah? And why? Well, why? Because we want these things that stands in the way of our usefulness to you and to my fellows. Yeah? Wow, that's an incredible agenda. Just like the, uh, I think it's the third step prayer. Please remove me of these things. Remove me of self so I can 
have a house in Malibu and get a beautiful babe. No, so that I can be a, I can be a demonstration of the power of God, whatever. So I like that whole theme about life because it's not really about us doing great, though that may be a byproduct. It's, it's about us being useful. To what? To the new employer, because the employer is going to use us. Yeah? And so by becoming more useful, it can use us more. Yeah, it's a sort of like becoming a more skilled employee, the employer can use you more. Yeah. So, all right, thanks. I can go on it, but six and seven, uh, I used to do it a lot at live meetings because there you hopefully you hear a lot about alcoholism and about the solution. And when I would hear about alcoholism, not thinking it was theirs and I have mine, but you know, it's a public resource. <laughs> I would recognize the alcoholism and I'd bring it to step six and seven in the meeting and I actually felt there's a lot of juice in meetings because that loving God's expressing itself through our group conscience. So there's a lot of oomph there. So I would bring it, I, you know, just have it. I do step six and seven and I, I keep using it when the stuff becomes, that's, obvious shows back up, I ask it to be reconfigured. I don't like the idea of being removed because where is it going to be moved to, you know? I don't believe energy can be removed, but I think it can change the form it takes or how it's being, how it's moving. And that I would call reconfiguring. So I like, the, I like the word reconfigure. So, because it's already configured in a way that's looping around self. So to reconfigure it would be, it's now going out. So I lose interest in self and gain interest in others. That would be a new or a new configuring of that energy. Because the old configuring is obviously obsession with this idea of Paul. Very small orbit constantly reinforcing itself <laughs> through obsession and shit. So yeah, thanks. All right, thank you, Paul. So I have a question um, that I'm going to start off with for, for myself, and, and that is that in the 12 by 12, Paul, they talk of something about instincts gone astray, okay? And to the exact extent that I'm ex trying to get too much out of my instinct is where it says that the um, that's, that's, that's where my character defect begins, or that's where, you know, um, you know, that's where I run into this problem of trying to get more out of that care, that instinct, and that's where it goes astray. Can you can you help me try to like wrap sense around that a little bit? I mean, it's not that it's Can you hear that? Yes, Paul. I took care of that. Thank you. All right. Can you say that again? The twelve, the part about the twelve and twelve. Okay, so in the in the twelve by twelve, they talk about that where instincts gone astray yeah. is that I'm I'm expecting to get more out of that instinctual drive than what's God given, and and to that extent is where my character, uh, the, the, that defective character begins. Well, I think it's I think it's expressed. I think the okay. defective character is. There, everything is a potentiality. 
it what it's it's what's the power that brings this stuff out yeah and what god is is uh directing that the lower god or the higher god so i see when you see uh when needs turn into wants there you can recognize uh overextended desire so to speak so i i would witness in meetings around here i live in a very rich area and people would be really freaking anxious and and be complaining about all this stress in the buying their fourth house so it wasn't the instinct of shelter they had three other houses but they wanted they were in a wanting of another house but they're the experiences they were having was just like someone who was looking for a place to sleep at night on the streets, yeah? So it's pretty trippy what the head can do with uh, the basis of that need being amplified into wants, but having the same fearful uh, reactions as if it was life or death, when it isn't. This is your fourth house, yeah? You know what I mean? So there's not a proportionate perception going on. We see things as if we're in a house of mirrors. Things get enlarged and small and stuff like that. So we can't, you know, our perception, we can't tell true from false. And a lot of times we can't, we have the same feeling of not getting our needs met when we're not getting our wants met, yeah? So this is just about... Uh, out of we're out of proportion that's how it feels so i feel the program of aa brings us into a balance and uh and a very important word to me which i didn't very rarely ran into when i was using which was enough or is enough <laughs> which i feel captures the sense of balance in my life you know there's enough I have enough of this, I have enough of that, and therefore uh, there's a contentment and satisfaction of that need, and then um, my attention and interest is available to other activities, yeah? But when the needs, the same re reaction that a need would produce, which is necessary, yeah? You need to be provoked into action if you need to find a place to stay tonight, yeah? But when that keeps that provoking into an anxiety to to promote an action, when it comes to like a want that can be lived without, obviously you can see something's out of balance, yeah? Something is out of proportion. And there's an unease or a dis-ease concerning that. It's sort of like a boat leaning one way because there's too much weight on one side. Some of that weight needs to be moved, yeah, so that it's, an, it's on an even keel. And we can't do that. This is what the program does. And uh, I remember the first few years, because I wasn't, I didn't have much gratitude, or I didn't have the ability to see things through gratitude. I would always want more. And I would just try to have a statement to try to counteract that, which was when something nice happened in the program, of course I gave a credit to the new way of life, but I would say, thank you, God, that's more than enough. And uh, it worked because I stopped it after a while. So it must, some things had changed 
where I was, I now had an attitude of gratitude, so I didn't have to keep saying, thank you, God, this is more than enough. I saw a lot as more than enough, yeah? It was awesome. So, yeah, I think it's um, on, a, on a real foundational part, we're out of proportion when we're looking at life through self's lens, yeah? Yeah, I think everything is, you know, just like... The, the idea of making mountains out of molehills, that's like out of proportion. So this, this head uh, needs to be sort of like reconditioned or let's say recalibrated and the head can't do that on, for itself. So the program does. So we surrender and submit to the program to be changed. We don't go out there changing ourselves that's what we did while we were using but we go we submit to be changed and then the program changes us in a very directed way to be of maximum use to ourselves and others and that's called growth yeah so and then we grow out of the out of the disproportion into a proportionate way a balanced way yeah so then a lot of things provoke gratitude. <laughs> Not like I won the lottery, but I mean, hey, I've got a place to live, fucking in a really nice mattress and shit like that. Considering I'm out to lunch one third of the time sleeping, it's awesome. And so, yeah, I think step six and seven is sort of allowing something to move some of the weight that's causing us to lean in a weird way and get a right balance, yeah? So let that power reconfigure our, let's say, all the shit that's in our storage unit, yeah? Yeah. Maybe shit should be put way back in the back. Some shit should be up in front. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that helped, but that's how I'm feeling about it today. That, that was great, Paul. Thank you. Now we have a question. Don't you see when you look, when you look, uh, and you see anxiety everywhere you look, something's out of proportion. Obviously, yeah. Something you're living in a in a house of mirrors. You're not seeing. You can't discern truth from false. This is what they speak about in the book. Yeah. The obsession with self is an incredible out-of-proportionate condition. And self can't get out of self. So how can, you know, uh, <laughs> something has to come in and, and um, organize the house. The inhabitant can't, so to speak. Yeah. I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> You're awesome, Paul. Thank you so much. Okay, we have a um, we have Ann. She has a question on the six and seven stuff, or she has she has a question. I should say, excuse me. Ann, please. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Um, I'm so glad you touched on this today, Paul. I started this morning recalling something that you had said last fall, and um, and then and then then I had this. I don't know. I just kind of let it, let it flow. And, and I came to this awareness that all this grasping has just ceased, right? There's no more stuff. There's no more 
more, 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 more. And, and then as you went further, you know, you see that, you acknowledge it, you express some gratitude for it uh, as, as you spoke just now. And why is it so hard to see this, to see the message that you present and stay there? What you had said, I think maybe it was in September or something you opened up with. So who's been cheating on me this week, right? Who's, 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 still, who's, still, who's still searching and grabbing, yeah? Um, in, in, my, in my experience, since, since all this happened and you came and the message hit, you know, there is no more of that. There's interest. But there, you know, why is it so hard to just stay there? Oh. So my question is why? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, that, you know, there's going to be grasping and there's going to be a lot of movement. We're questioning, does that imply there's a one that's grasping and a one that's moving? It does. Are you that one that's being implied? There's where I question. Yeah. So, uh, I would say it's just a habit, really. Just like many of us are now in the habit of being sober. And then we used to be in the habit of being drunk. But before that, there was a habit of, quote unquote, being self that's quite strong. Yeah. Which has, it has migrated through the habit of being drunk and it's now still migrating through the habit of being sober. <laughs> it's a very strong habit to the point we don't even see it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So we're just attempting to sort of start seeing it. Uh, and those attempts, Sometimes they give a free, they bring about a free sample. Sometimes you get a, a span of time, but then there's that boomerang back seemingly to the trusting the finite. But I'm telling you that recovery progresses. And if you wanted to see the tide is turning, yeah. And you can't rely on the head to be an honest, objective arbiter of that change. It just won't. It will keep sort of advertising for its side. So you gotta, you've got to know it in your gut, so to speak, because the head's not going to inform you of it. You might just like in the beginning where they talk about, you know, people won't even know they've changed. It will take other people to tell them that they've changed. Yeah, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we're inherently out to lunch based on this preoccupation with the selfing. Yeah. Mm hmm. So I wouldn't believe, you know, uh, it's never going to be uh, a newscaster. It's an opinion. It has an opinion and it, the opinion is bias and the system tries to reinforce the system. <laughs> That's what it does. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you'll have to uh, you'll have to find uh, recognition from your heart, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And and that absolutely exists and and the hilarity of the activity 
is is it's it's just pure entertainment right now right and then and then you know and then and then and then all of a sudden you'll i'll look up and i'll go how how did i get caught in that mess you know in especially in in business right in business i've i i i have an idea i write my lists i do i do i do all this stuff i'll create charts and i'll go why why is this going on <laughs> why, why do i why do i need to increase my business i have no needs i have no wants why you know just stop it's it's hilarious it's hilarious and 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 then and then you were talking and i was thinking about in step 10 where it says you know it's not enough you know that we think it's enough to be sober right and then it goes on and it says um it talks about sobriety in the next paragraph and and that that's not enough and that 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 brings me right to where you you ended in a vision for you, right? It's it's just the start. Yes. I mean, wow, wow. But see, the thing is, there's uh, you can tell the, the progress in a life led by the lower power may seem big and wide, but it tends to. Uh, become more and more myopic, yes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In most people's life in sobriety has the opposite, opposite movement. It seems to be sort of boring or whatever. There's not any excitement. Seems to be small, but it opens up much wider, yes? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're both movements, but their direction and their expression is completely different. And they both progress. The addiction progresses, but the recovery also progresses. Now, the problem with the addiction, it sort of wants to opine on the recovery. (laughs) So the problem wants to tell you how you're doing in the recovery. Yes? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can see you need to see that as an aspect of the disease also. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's going to make, it's going to forget a miracle in a half an hour. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. And it will, it will try to extend any, any ill feeling as if it's going to become a lifelong depression. So mm-hmm. you have to see it has a, a, a bias on it. Yeah. So, the disease is still talking to us as us about the disease. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But when, when it has transferred, when it has uh, grown into being a comedy, that's a very good sign. My feeling. Yeah. 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 Because the drama was a little heavy. <laughs> oh my! It was. It was also dire. Always. Oh, very, very, very. So profoundly important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had a lot of man. It just oozed heaviness. Yeah. But now, now that it's been, now the audience 
have seen it as seeing it as a comedy, it's much easier to travel through. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah. yeah. Remember, you may have still you may have some dramatic shows, but you're gonna realize they're all of Comedy Central. That's yeah. That's yeah. Progress. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's progress in in yeah. you know, is as long as I don't extend that invitation by giving attention to it, it yeah, you know, it's 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 you know, I just gotta be. Yeah. Well, habit that grows see mm -hmm. the, the language still implies it's like you doing something but it's just the oh, habit of, oh 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 okay the habit of being sober is that you uh you respond to most things in a comedic way <laughs> <laughs> over time yeah i mean uh yeah i think that's i think that's uh a good stage of recovery yeah. 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 So that's great. And the whole point of these talks was to, for those who wanted to listen, maybe to have a recognition of the root of the problem, which is being identified as something that we're not, let's say. And then recognizing that that problem is what brought about what we call alcoholism. Yeah, the bondage of self is the is uh, what promotes alcoholism in a way. Yeah, mm -hmm. so because alcoholism obviously is an extreme obsession of self, so self has to be there for alcoholism to sort of thrive. And so uh, we're hopefully now we're on we're looking at the underlying causes and conditions. Mm -hmm. Not from the problem, but from the solution. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Things are going to be edited and revised. That's what happens. All the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's incredible that your whole script, when surrendered, turns into a whole different movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's basically a script, and uh, but now you have a ghostwriter that's very inclusive it's a win-win for everyone and <laughs> instead of uh, <laughs> the other writing group yes which is of uh, a, a story of revenge a story of taking having a resentment is like taking poison to poison to hurt the other person that kind yeah. of story yeah yeah totally uh cutting your nose off to spite your face type of story. Yes, all that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, now that's, yeah, that's over. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's just... So it's working, honey. I've watched you now for a year or so, and yeah. it's working. I have faith in the spiritual subpoena. I've okay. watched it be, I watched it be served thousands of times, and I've yeah. seen... What happens when you come out of the court of light? You travel lighter. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, this is what we do. See, if I sat here and started thinking, well, wait a minute. We went through the 12 steps after like the first month. And then we keep having these talks because 
It's a life, it's an organic growth. This is what happens. We outgrow shit. We do a lot of this. So this, if I thought about this Zoom thing, I'd probably end it really. I'd say, all right, we did the 12 steps, this and that. But now it's a whole, it's its own beast completely. Yeah. <laughs> so we all share it. And with the hopes that uh, it becomes a, a very strong reminder of a fact that we need to have an understanding of fact of what is going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then recognizing what's going on, it lends an incredible importance to the theme of the program, which is reliance on something greater than self. It's, it becomes so obvious. Uh, we're perfectly suited to that solution by recognizing the problem. Yeah. Yeah. can self get out of self that's the dilemma and now life has been a story of just that yeah we gave it a we gave it an incredible try yeah and we were persistent with it and i just and self cannot get out of self so now that's clear so now i'm here i'm completely here because i couldn't go anywhere else yeah Mm -hmm. so now there's the great wisdom of no escape because you can't escape from an imaginary place I was trying to get out of a mental here while always being here <laughs> so now it's just clear what's here and the mental here I'm clear about the difference yeah yeah, yeah so I know I can never get out of here which is awesome yeah and uh, <laughs> and now I can see the mental here. Yeah, which I'm not of. Hallelujah. Yeah. I used to take the mental here as here. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to constantly get out of here, which is impossible, when I wanted to get out of the mental here, which is completely possible. Yeah. But I was just trying to get out of here instead of recognizing the mental here, yeah, which I'm not in. See, so trying to get out of the mental here just made the mental here more here. It did, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And the recognition is I'm completely here, and now I question the whole basis of the mental here, which is that it's here and it ain't, oh. yeah? It's actually of what's not happening. And can only be can only have an effect by what's happening, which is us entertaining it. Yeah. So if you lose interest in entertaining it, what's not happening loses its effects on you. Who would have thunk? Yeah. And then what goes on is you're rooted in what's happening. That's a nice starting point, really. I mean, seriously, that's like a that's a huge upgrade is to be actually here. Yeah, being clear about that. Yeah. <laughs> so all this has been brought about, and more importantly, because this has been brought about by grace, whatever, but what allows it to extend and to thrive is a way of life, of recovery. Yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah. If this landed in the old hostile Petri dish of acidity, it would have been, it would have just sizzled out quickly. But because it's now growing in a condition that allows it to thrive, now we can enjoy peace of mind. Now we can know serenity and we can understand this shit. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Because we're available and we're present. Yeah. 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 And that has always been the case. It's just that the head didn't think so. And it had us believing a lot of shit. <laughs> that right now is completely unbelievable to me. Really. It's un completely unbelievable what I used to fervently believe in. It's completely unbelievable. <laughs> I do not have any practices to get into the moment. Not one. I have not one practice to get into the moment. <laughs> right. right. Th there's no need. In fact, there's... the mental state had tons of practices to get out of the moment or to apply mm -hmm. that out of the moment. That's what it had. I don't need any practices to be in the moment. <laughs> That's what's happening. I'm in the moment. Mm -hmm. Or I am the moment. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get in the moment, Paul? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. I don't do anything to get in the moment. <laughs> Most of us are doing a lot of shit to deny the moment. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> no. Why that? What? What thing that's readily available for you right now has ever broken the definition of here and now? Nothing. 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 Nothing has ever left the universe of here and now and brought something that was not of here and not of now back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nothing. It doesn't exist. I have an I have an artifact from not here, not now. No, you don't. <laughs> That's here and now. <laughs> this is from long ago, not here, not now. No, it ain't. <laughs> this is a problem I had twenty years ago. No, no, it isn't. It's here and now. <laughs> no, no, it's here and now. <laughs> but it says. But my head says it was, no, it's here and now. Sorry. <laughs> so, how can what's not happening happen? It can only happen with what's happening, which is us. Yeah, we are here and now. <laughs> There's no other, nothing can enter or exit here and now. It can only be entertained here and now. <laughs> so get over all these insane ideas because they have no truth <laughs> but I'm sure something happened yeah but you're sure something happened here and now yeah yeah <laughs> well I, I brought back a 20 year old assurance no it's not 20, no it's here and now. 
I thought about 1954. No, here and now. Yeah. You're thinking about 1954. Nothing has ever escaped here and now. <laughs> the world of there and then is here and now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every rug needed a flaw. <laughs> F L O O R. Yeah. <laughs> so the rug of there and then needs yeah. the floor of here and now to appear. <laughs> Without the floor of here and now, you wouldn't be able to entertain there and then. <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> Argue as you want, but it's a fact. Yeah. Can you deny you're here? Really? No. Honey. No. And can you and where can where is that affirmation now? Yeah. Does it have any meaning if it was before or after? No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. So here and now is it. So we are, so let's say there's a great book called I Am That. So let's say, all right, what does that look like here and now? So I am here and now. All right. If you want to, maybe that would be a nice way of writing it. I am here and now. Not like I could have been there and then. Here and now. Yeah. So end of story. End of story. Or at least have that context of stories. Yes? So when I'm talking about the past and this terrible trauma, you have to realize you're talking of it here and now. Yeah. Hmm? I'm losing Let you. me get that. Yeah, there, there's somebody that, that keeps coming. It's overriding the mute. There, he's gone. Go ahead. So you see, the here and now, all right, so somebody was overriding the mute. So the here and now overrides all the there and then. Yeah. Because... For the, for the here and now to be the here and now, there's no need for a there and then. But for there to be there and then, there has to be here and now. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. So there you go. There's a... See, the obsession with self is... A, is a, it's, it lacks proportion, so to speak. Yeah? So... In the, in the obsession with self, there and then is more dominant than here and now. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But in fact, the fact is there, with, there is no there or then without here and now. Right. So that's what puts things into proportion. Mm -hmm. You see the bigger picture and it puts the little pictures that have been saying they're the bigger picture into proportion. You see them, like it says in the book, you lose interest in self and gain interest in others and in, in your little plans and your little designs. That's a sense of proportion, yeah? Yeah. 
because in self-centeredness, all your plans and designs are big, yes? They're hugely important. So they get shrunk with an, with an overall meaning, which is the context of what we are. We're not of thing. We're of spirit, which would be here and now. So what happens is, as you progress in this message in, with the basis of recovery, the here and now becomes dominant as it's, which is true to its proportion, and the there and again then becomes less dominant. Where in the, with the active addiction to self, the there and then is more dominant, and the here and now is less dominant. Yeah? It's the same, it's almost saying the same thing as instead of trusting the finite, which let's say would be there and then, we now trust the infinite, which would be here and now. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. This is what we're speaking of. We're not speaking of particular changes. We're speaking of an overall change. Yeah. A new attitude and new outlook isn't a particular thing. That's an overall change. New freedom and new happiness is an overall change. Yeah, it's not like tweaking the system, it's changing the system. So we're in, and it's not even changing the system, it's just putting it into proportion. Yes, there's selfing, and yet there's here and now. Selfing comes and goes, gets bigger, smaller. Here and now is always available at all times. Yes, what's reliable? Yeah. So let's say something can appear as a half-ton truck. Then you bring a half-ton of meaning. Then suddenly it appears as a one-eighth-ton truck. It can't carry the load now. This is there and then. This is relying on something that's unreliable. But when your proportions get clear that there is here and now, <laughs> yes, that, pro that proportion doesn't change. It becomes a basis. Yeah? Mm -hmm. In other words, it's always reliable because it's always here and now. Yes? My giving it a meaning doesn't change it. Yeah? My, my giving a meaning changes there and then all the time. I can make a there next August 15 become now. Yeah? But here and now is always here and now. So you start seeing the magical manufacturing of a lot of shit out of nothing. You start seeing it from here and now, not from there and then, but from here and now. And you can see the difference. <laughs> yeah. You rely on your head. It tells you really, you're really great. You're really great. Then you hear someone you really respected tells your, your old friend that you're a parasite and then you're totally destroyed because you're fucking making, you're living in fucking a house of cards all day. Yes? There's no sound basis. So you don't want to feel like a fraud, therefore you feel like one fucking every day. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You believe this insane idea that you, 
based on something you do can be out of the moment. That's total, total, total bullshit. Yeah. You've never been out of a moment, ever, ever. Yeah. yeah. You've been a lot of conditions in that moment, seemingly, but none of them was sufficient to make you out of the moment. I'm telling you, there could have been zillions of conditions that you believe qualify for you to be out of the moment, but they never, you were never out of the moment. No matter how many conditions you christened as the truth of being out of the moment, they're not true. You have never been out of the moment, ever. But I was really bummed out. Yep, that was here and now. I was really super great here and now. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes. Every mental balloon is tethered in here and now. It doesn't fly in its own fucking sky. Yeah. It's sort of like looking at the spiritual maintenance from the body brain, which means you've got to do a lot of shit and you're constantly hearing the broadcast that you're not spiritual, you haven't done enough. Or you can look at that sentence from being spirit and realizing just being spirit is the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition. Yeah. It's how the sentence is read. Because it's read from wherever you seem to think you are. Yeah. So if you think you're a body, it's going to be hard to make the body look spiritual. So first you got to change your clothing. That's the easiest way. Maybe change your speaking so now you speak slowly with monotone. Maybe get some nice blue, uh, what's it called, so you can put so you have a loving gaze. All this shit. So now you think you're spiritual. <laughs> as a body, as a brain. No. See yourself as spirit and acceptance arises no matter how you look as a body and a brain. <laughs> because you're of spirit. You're not trying to become something. You are of it. Yeah. You're not trying to get into the moment. You're of the moment. <laughs> Don't you see the huge difference in that? Yeah. It's it's just it's just be. It's nothing else. Just be. Well, a lot of shit and that's where I am. You know, I, right here. Be. Yeah, but right see, be. Be when you're when you're improving your business, you're being when you're not improving your business. Whatever your seat assignment's gonna be is gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it it the seat assignment. What you do doesn't define what you are, obviously. Yes? Mm. Mm -mm. Hopefully you let what you are define what you do so you can travel lighter through it, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the head, the way it thinks, it's, you know, it believes it can, if it, he, it can do and have itself into different conditions. But you can't do and have yourself into your inherent condition. You are spirit. Right. You don't become right. spirit. Right. Yeah? yeah. Or you are not a thing, let's say. So this right. is a different, you can't use the same, uh, 
mechanism to get something that's not you. You can't do and have yourself into another condition mm -hmm. when it comes to the being. You can't. It doesn't work that way. You right. are that. Yeah. It just is. It, yes. it just is. There's, there's, there, it just is. That's it. Yeah. And so, and then you go about your day. See what happens. <laughs> if I have a stomach ache, I lay down on a pillow. If I don't have a stomach, I put my head on the pillow. You know, whatever. Yeah. No. I take care of business, and one of my strategies of taking care of business is not taking care of business. White shit all day. Look at birds and hang out. See what happens. Yeah. But I'm definitely not trying to f arrive at where I already am. It just makes yeah. no sense. Um, yeah. What's looking out of your eyes? Do, do you think it's Paul, really? <laughs> Somebody said it very well at this meeting I spoke to the other day. Yeah. You don't think you're beating the heart. You think the heart is beating, right? When there's the feeling of the beating, you don't think it's you beating, do you? You think it's the heart beating, yeah? Mm -hmm. But the same, when there's noticing thinking, you believe it's you thinking, when it's the brain thinking. Right. Call right. it you when it comes to thinking, but you don't call the beating of the heart yours. You say yeah. it's the heart doing it, right? The heart's beating while the brain's thinking. But no, is that the way you travel? No way. There's an ownership of the thinking, much different than the ownership of the beating of the heart, for sure. Why is that? Because that's where the problem resides, in the thinking. Yeah? The thinking is has an agenda. It's being used to reinforce something that the beating of the heart isn't. Yeah? So we tell the truth, oh, the beating is of the heart. But we say an untruth that the thinking is of me which it isn't. Yeah? You see it? You see the difference in ownership there? Oh, me? Oh, absolutely. No, I'm saying with everyone, but yeah, oh. you and I. Yeah. yeah. So this now the language, see, yeah. the language is almost like a trance, yes? Mm -hmm. How it's heard. There's a trance involved in it. So, yes, it, it, it would it would seem very absurd it would say I'm I'm beating 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 I'm beating I'm beating beating no it's the heart beating yeah but we're doing we do the exact opposite concerning thinking yeah I'm thinking isn't it pictured as a brain is it it's pictured as a body called Paul yes or no there's in diagnosis of the day check it out. This is going on constantly. Yeah. Now, the heart's beating. But do, we, but do you see the body is doing? No, you think you're the doer. Somehow, you're a body, but you're not a body. You're mm -hmm. in a body or whatever. So now, when the doer is pictured and you see it as a body, it goes further. If that body's called you, and therefore you're the doer. There's the bondage of self there. You don't see it? And action has to come through the action figure, obviously, yes? It's doing, 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 just like the heart's beating, 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 beating. But we don't say the action figure's doing anything. We say, I'm doing it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there's an act of being identified going on all day. It's not going on when we're describing the beating of the heart, but it's going on when a lot of other things are being described. Yes, there's an act of being identified. That's the root of the, that to me is the root of the dilemma. And the language is, is what reinforces it. Yeah. It's life to it every day. We're constantly chanting the same mantra. I'm the doer, I'm the thinker, I'm the feeler. And the image of the brain, when it's chanced that, is you as a body. Yeah? So when you think about spirituality, you think about it as a body. You're, you're way behind the eight ball already. Because the only way you think you can be spirit is to become spiritual. Yeah? Mm -hmm. When you are spirit. You see that? It makes a journey where there's no journey. It makes distance where there's no distance. And it's just these subtle, habitual assumptions going on and on and on that our life is seemingly, not our life, but our, the interpretation of life is based on. Yeah, and some for some of us, they become like straitjackets. Well, we're like a tailor saying, you know, you could, that could, you could wear that much looser. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if you don't see yourself as the one, Maybe you'd, you'd, you would travel lighter seen as the one. Who knows? Yeah. I feel that's how it's worked. Yeah? I'm happy I don't drink and I have no desire to drink. Yeah? I am incredibly happy about that and grateful. Yet there's more available. Yeah? Yeah? I mean, all these yards around me in my neighborhood are all, they're just defining my space from their space, but it's all the same space, yeah? So can I look at life without so many fucking walls and fences? Yes, you can, yeah? Not as the fence setter and the wall maker. No, you can't. But if you see you're not that, You'll see, above, you'll see beyond walls and fences. While the fences and walls appear, they won't define you anymore. Yes? Mm -hmm. They're not about disappearing the walls because the walls have been given a meaning. They're just fucking walls. But the meaning that have been given them, that's what you override. Yes? Just because this person has a yard doesn't mean I don't enjoy this yard. Yeah, I enjoy the one that I have unbelievably because I don't see it as mine and yours. Mm -hmm. I want more yard. Yeah. I hope it gets on. We're speaking about a broader idea, not the particulars. The way of dealing with active alcoholism and the entrails of it are perfectly addressed in the steps and the suggestions of AA. We're speaking about a broader basis going on, rooted in the exact nature of the activity called the wrong. Yeah? We're not, we're not changing the steps or anything. What we're changing is how we view things, yes? 
by telling the truth about the glasses we're wearing mm -hmm. and realizing they're not our eyes, that they can be removed, yeah? Mm -hmm. And maybe you'll see differently without them, yeah? It's so much different to start from the idea that you're a spirit instead of starting from the idea that I have to become spiritual. It's hugely freaking different. <laughs> hugely different. And so that huge difference produces a relief. Now, you combine like 800 examples of it, you're going to be in a large amount of relief. Yeah? To the point, which is so beautiful very quickly it becomes the new normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really does. It becomes a new way of life. And it's it can be taken for granted, but in this way it's taken for granted because of its reliability. So it's really honoring it. And uh, you can travel lighter through today, Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without any thought or effort on your part. Mm. All right, Anne, thanks. Wow, thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank you. This is just, hopefully, we have a path of illumination, so to speak, the program. This will illuminate the path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not saying this is a different path. Or, uh, I'm tired of all that kind of stuff with people. All I'm adding is before, not after, but before. The light that's available before. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Again, thank you. Yeah. If this if this was if this was not Paul Paul's reflections, I would reflect on what I've received here in the last 11 12 months. Yeah, they're just reflections of something. Yeah. yeah. Paul is Paul has a uh, one job. <laughs> That's all. Paul's Paul's uh Job description is over when it sits in the seat and gets in front of the iPad. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Paul, um, Paul has never been to one of these meetings. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Paul mm -hmm. realized something a long time ago. It's not, can't get anything out of it for mm -hmm. Paul. <laughs> so Paul in itself lost interest completely. <laughs> That's why it works. Well, I'm really grateful that Paul doesn't have a say in any of this. Oh, yeah. Because this lot. spirit, this spirit that comes into the room with you is is infectious and pervasive. And uh, as a beneficiary, I am I'm very pleased. Well, that's sort of like someone who has a virus and knows it's contagious, but in a opposite great way. So you try to get people together to infect them. Uh, yeah obviously you're not the virus you're not the message but you're trying to pass it on so they get infected by the same uh, 
virus. Yeah. So, yeah. You can call Paul pa patient zero, but Paul is not the message. <laughs> <laughs> patient zero, I think, is going to stick. All right. Uh, yeah. Let the infection grow, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike. All right. Well, I don't see any other hands up. Do we have any other people that have a question today? Could you use your hand or come on and announce a question for today? All right. If not, um, Paul, you want to you wrap it up? Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right, let's say, uh, and that's Vicky. Nice to see you, Vicky. Vicky is from the void. Yes, yes, thank you. We got Mike, as always. Cut the hair, Cut Mike. Cut the hair, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Don't go all monk on us. No. We got Paul. Paul, I don't want to show you the shirt because I don't want to demoralize you. So I'm wearing. I know I got the billboard Go covered. On. Yeah, I don't want Go to bring on. it out. Yeah, I'm gonna take it easy on you. Okay. We got, Thank you. We got Mike. Nice to see you, Mike. Right there. Yes, Mike. We got Owen K. Nice to see you, Owen. Thanks for your uh, appearing here, Tommy. The same screen as always. We got Gil. Is this Jill? Gil? Nice to see you, honey. Thank you. Yeah. Thank God you're not locatable on any map, honey. Hallelujah. We got Leah. 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 I remember Leah from the beginning. She was, we met in a Berlin meeting. Yes. Yes. Always fantastic. Thank you, honey. We got Ruby Rose. Uh, she's our delegate in Wichita. Yes. Nice to see you, Ruby. We got Claudia N. Nice to meet you, Claudia. Where are you from, Claudia? Nashville. Uh, nice to meet you, Claudia, from Thank Nashville. You. I hope we see you again. Thank you. We got uh, Kristen, one of our favorites. Yes, there she is. Joseph from France. Helen. Nice to see you, Helen. Yeah. Yeah, I want us. I'm gonna see you as a free range Helen roaming around. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The greenest of grasses are ready for you, babe. I'm gonna roam around. Yeah, yeah. We got Eric from Toronto. Nice to see you, Eric. Stay with us, soak it up like a sponge, and then we'll soak it out of you. Good. And as always, thank you, Anne, for everything. I love seeing, uh, yeah, uh, someone just, yeah, sent me a message, whatever. There's, there's a billion of them today, Paul. Oh, yeah. Can I phone you? Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, yeah, never mind. I'll go into that later. Uh, we got PK from Long Island City. A little different than Long Island. But uh, yeah, it's like the it's like the the naval, the naval of Long Island, Long Island City. Yeah, 
All right, we got James Lebowski. Always a pleasure to see you drop in, James. We got Walter from the Netherlands. He's a hey, hard man. He's got hard nut, but it's working on him. There he is. <laughs> we got I hope so. Thank you, man. Wow. Jeez, that's very good. Nice to see you, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. You're not above the law. We got Dale Lowe. Dale Lowe. Always thank a you. Thank you. From Madeira. Nice to see you, Michael. We got Stefan on Having Never Left. Always graces us with his presence. Fantastic. Or the presence. We got Connor M. from Dublin. Nice to see you, Connor. Um, oh, Deb, feeling a little better, Deb? Oh, good, good, good. Mickey, another, she's from, she's the matriarch of Madeira. There she is. We got Jacob from Seattle. He's got his cat with him. He's doing a great job when he does the, uh, the meeting. Oliver from Berlin. Another day sober, Oliver. Ah, uh, good. All right. We got, uh, let's see, we got Carl. Nice to see you, Carl. The phone, I don't know where it is. It's making noise. Tanya. <laughs> nice to see you, Tanya. We got Ultralight Chris. That's <laughs> zero zero, uh, zero <clears throat> material calories. Yes. Ultralight Chris. <laughs> Bev, nice to see you, Bev. Bev is uh, taking care of business over there. Nice to see you, Bev. Like that ceiling. I like it. Nice. Very nice. We got Rich K. Yeah. Or as they would say in Canada, Rich A. E. H. <laughs> Will, Will, Will Harrison. Nice to see you. I'm sorry, Will H. I'll say. Edward. Hey, L, nice to see you. Uh, I think that's about all, except for anonymous people. And uh, yes, thanks so much for everything. And let's keep it going, eh? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. You can never have too much of enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys. Uh, Thank yeah, you. We'll Bye. See you, man. Thursday, everything. Yes. Yeah. Bye, Paul.